Welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung, and class is now in session. performing in downtown Los Angeles at Guerrilla Tacos at 8 p.m. on Halloween night. So that's this evening, tonight, Halloween night. If you're in LA, please come through. I think there's like a Halloween costume contest and you could win up to $500. I don't know if they're going to give you cash or if it's like $500 worth of catering, but either way, you win because it's money or tacos. You win either way. So please come. And then on Friday, November 4th, I'll be performing at Bay Bridge Brewing at 8 p.m. This is in San Diego. And then on Saturday, November 5th, I'll be performing at Twigs, which is also in San Diego. It will also be at 8 p.m. Lastly, if you have not seen my film, JNS Auto, just yet, you can catch the final screening at the San Diego Asian Film Festival on Friday, November 4th in the afternoon at 2.30 p.m. at the Ultra Star Cinemas. That is in San Diego. The ticket link is on jsautofilm.com. I also want to take some time to say that my thoughts are with South Korea. There was a crowd surge a couple nights ago that led to a terrible trampling incident that killed 153 people. Uh, Many, many more are injured. And some are in critical condition, fighting for their lives. So please uh, keep them in your thoughts. Itaewon is where this trampling incident occurred. That is usually the area where they celebrate Halloween. And Itaewon is a neighborhood that's very close to my heart. I have an aunt who lives in Itaewon. I have friends who live in Hebangchon, which is very close to Itaewon. I've performed stand-up in Hebangchon. I have seen drag shows in Hebangchon. I have been to queer bars in Itaewon. Itaewon is a very important uh, queer community space. And I send my love to my friends and family in Korea. The show I'm going to talk about today is called My Roommate is a Kumiho, also known as Kantorojinun Dongo, which is a 2021 Korean drama that aired on TVN. It was originally a webtoon series. What's unique about My Roommate as a Kumiho is the fact that China is a co-producer of this show. The Chinese VOD streaming site iQiyi is the company that co-produced the show along with a production studio in South Korea. And this is kind of a big deal because in 2017, uh, the Korean government enabled this U.S. anti-missile system known as the Terminal High Altitude Area Defense System, also known as THAAD. And that made China very angry because that meant that the uh, American government could potentially enter China's airspace, which could potentially allow U.S. forces to tap into the Chinese airwaves, which could potentially lead to spying. So it's very Homeland-esque, it's very CIA-esque, but these are 
you know, real problems, right? I mean, America and China, they do not have a very friendly relationship. This was a big issue and South Korea was in the middle of it. But since South Korea followed through on using THAAD uh, and the excuse for following through with it was so that South Korea pr could protect itself and protect U.S. forces from North Korean missiles, right? So China, because they were angry about this, they took punitive measures and they pulled back all of its business from South Korea, all right? So they banned Korean dramas, of course. They banned Korean films. And of course, K-pop was also banned, right? Loads of Korean products like food, from Lotte and CJ, also banned. Like, no milkies, you know, no, uh, none of those like little puffs with the chocolate inside. All right, none of that. They were all just like not allowed into China anymore. Electrical appliances, not allowed. Korean cars, not allowed. So South Korea took a huge hit economically as a result of FAD, <laughs> which is terrible because, I mean, South Korea was doing it to satisfy America like it, it was like a very it's like it's like a child getting in the middle of parental you know like separated parents you know what I mean it, it's just like an awful situation last year in 2021 when Aichi decided to co-produce my roommate as a kumiho it became a sign that the political tensions between South Korea and China were starting to ease up and Aichi also acquired the rights to that show something in the rain the the banning became a little more lax like south korea was no longer grounded or something like they were allowed to go back outside again whatever but this could change in an instant politics are very fickle but as of now aichi did co-produce a korean drama my roommate is a kumiho kumiho for those of you who don't know is a mystical creature that originates from China, Okumio is a nine-tailed fox who can morph into a seductive woman. And she becomes this like femme fatale figure that lures typically men into very precarious situations. And this myth and archetype carried into the Korean folklore because Korea was part of China. That's why you have in this saying in the Korean... Um, rhetoric you have this saying like oh she's being such a yo you know that guy's such a yo like they're such a yo which yo means fox all right so it means like if they're if they're very attractive but in a cunning sly sort of you know ulterior motive driven kind of way then you call them a yo right it's like yeah like they're they're a little sketchy right they're hot but sketchy so it's a little different from how we use the term fox in the western context in the western context and the english language we'll call a sexy person a fox like oh she's a fox you know like what a fox and it's typically a compliment but when a korean calls somebody a yo it's not a compliment it's a critique so that would be the difference here but a variation of this kumiho is found in japan in vietnam it's like all over asia so the kumiho is a very uh, prominent figure in asian folklore and mysticism but kumiho is typically a woman all right but on this show the kumiho is a man played by the very handsome Chang Gi-yong, who I adore with all my heart. He's currently serving his conscription duty and he will be back. He will be back soon. So do not fret. 
all of the members of BTS will also be back. So hang in there, your kids. It's gonna be okay. All right. The thing about Changgyong is he's always exactly the same. He's always like very quiet, very reserved, very repressed. I don't know what his deal is, but like I've never seen him like lose his shit. You know, I want to see him lose his fucking shit, but he's just he's just like so tightly wound. Yeah. So I I've seen Changgyong in Search WWW. I've seen him in The Go Back Couple, and I've seen him in Now We Are Breaking Up. And he's always the same. He's like this tall, hot, reserved, well-mannered stud type. He can do no wrong. He's flawless. Okay, but like I feel like as a performer, he really needs to learn how to express himself with more diversity. Like I, maybe casting needs to change. Maybe they need to give him like different roles. Oh, I guess in My Mister, he plays a little bit of a different kind of character. He's playing like this villain right he's like this asshole villain type okay so my mister is an exception he was actually he's very good at playing this like psychopathic sociopathic asshole he's very good at that too so you know what i take i take back that statement just a little bit but even still i still feel like there these things the, the very well-mannered type and then this asshole type they're like on the same spectrum like they're on the same thread okay like they're just polar opposites i want to see him go somewhere else Right? Like, I want to see him take a chance. Like, take a risk, Changgyong. Play some nutbag, some weird eccentric type that we would just be like, wait, what the hell? You're shattering our illusion, you know? Like, in Korean, you say, Geda. Like, I really want you to get my illusion of you, okay? <laughs> just destroy it. Tear it down, please. I want to see you thrive and fly as an actor. So Changgyong, he's playing this character, Shin Wu-yo, who is way too much of a fantasy, okay? He's too perfect in every single way. He is very considerate. He is so reserved. He has boundaries. He has this Seonbi-like restraint, all right? Seonbi meaning a Joseon dynasty nobleman, okay? They're so, res their restraint is like militaristically disciplined all right they're all about honor okay it's ridiculous all right there's so many aspects about this show that also reminded me of kim Sook's goblin right which came out five years prior to this show but there were so many overlaps like including some lines there were some lines on my roommate as a kumiho that sounded or echoed lines from goblin okay there were like so many so many little things that just reminded me of goblin and i was like this is just like a like a, a carbon copy of goblin in some ways and it's pissing me off okay like you know the fox is like 900 something years old and then the girl is a student okay she's in college all right whatever but this is still a student and a 900 year old dude okay like in goblin it was a 900 something year old dude and a high school student all right so like we've upgraded a little bit it's like slightly more appropriate but it's still like inappropriate okay like she's still a young lady She's still a girl and he's too old for her. All right. It's not okay. <laughs> okay. He's a professor and he's dating a student. That's not okay. All right. What's happening here? That's not, that's not very feminist. All right. That's not okay. All right. So yeah, there, there are these contradictions, right? Like he's restrained, but he's still inappropriate. Like he's a, he's a professor dating a student. Like that's not okay. There was one part in the show when Wea starts to like lose his restraint and he becomes a little bit crazy because he's horny, right? Like 
they didn't directly say this outright not not in the beginning of course but you there's a scene when Wuya and uh the chick they're like making out and then suddenly you see the fire in his eyes right like suddenly he turns a little evil a little red in the eyes and he's making out with her in a, like with a little more aggression like a bestial aggression and that is a metaphor, of course, for this man allowing his primal desire to overtake and it just cuts away his noble restraint, right? Like he's a sexual beast, okay? And he's going to eat this little lamb of a college girl, right? So I thought that was like a, a, a funny, campy sort of, but an original spin on how to reframe uh, masculinity when it's flawed right like shortcomings of men right like we're still hormonal people men are plagued by sexual thoughts this guy was out of touch with it for a long time but making out with this chick is starting to stir that up right so i thought that was original in the context of this show and for once it was not copying goblin so i was very happy with that and then in episode three, there's a line that stuck with me when he says that he cannot think like humans. That comes up repeatedly, right? He's like, I don't think like you human beings. I am not a human person. I've been copying human behavior, but I am not a human person. He says this over and over again. He also says, like, I have trouble with empathy because I am not a human person. It's this repeated pattern of saying, like, I am not a human. I am not a human it kept coming up and I was like, oh, so he's not in touch with his emotions. Like he's not a whole person because his thoughts and feelings are not in sync, right? So he's trying to get in touch with his humanity. So again, this goes back to like, oh, the metaphor of a man learning how to connect to his mind, body and thought, right? Turn it into one, right? Uh, but of course he can't do it alone. He needs to have this young lady change him Okay, that's another problem with a lot of K-dramas, but on this show especially, like, listen, ladies, if you're young, please know you can't change a man. So this is a show where it's not the prince coming to kiss the sleeping princess and wake her up or rescue her. This is about a girl kissing a fox who turns into a man, right? The ending, when Uya becomes a human being like he always wished, and then you hear the god's voice, right? Like, Kogyangpyo's character's voice, he comes in and he's like, oh, so if you prove yourself to be capable of love and sacrifice and patience, then you will be rewarded this gift of becoming a human person, which I was like, this is like out of the ending of Pinocchio, when the star angel lady comes down and says to pinocchio if you prove yourself to be you know brave and not selfish then you will become a real boy so i was like this is like identical to pinocchio right so it's like a lot of intertext here and there there was also the intertext of reply 1988 right like for one being in the in the drama there's also the scene when chang Gyeong's character is singing at the norebang he's singing that song Apatu, which was also on the show Reply 1988. Hitty 
eats so much on this show. I thought she was gonna die. I was really worried about her health. I'm like, why is she eating so much? Like, seriously, how can a person eat this much on a show? This is not healthy. This is not okay. You know, I was genuinely worried about her health. Um, also, Hedy is known for two things. All right. There are two things that make Hedy a K-drama favorite. One is her laugh. She has a very funny laugh. Two is her scream. Hedy's scream is amazing. It's super funny. It's the reason why I love her on Reply 1988. Like, whenever she screams, I'm dying laughing. I think it's so funny. This show abuses Hedy's scream, okay? If a performer has a funny gimmick, the idea is to really use it sparingly, all right? Because otherwise, the gimmick dies. The magic dies. And this show had Hedy scream her head off multiple times in multiple episodes i was like this is not okay this is an abuse of her charm quality it's not okay i have a huge issue with it overall the show had too many overlaps with the show goblin just because goblin was a mega success does not necessarily mean that k-drama executives should continuously expect another fantasy drama to be as successful as Goblin. I feel like that's just not going to happen. In fact, Kim Eun-suk tried to do another fantasy drama after Goblin. And what was it? It was fucking garbage. All right? She did Eternal, the King Eternal Monarch, and it was terrible. It was terrible. All right? So you got to just let writers be free creative thinkers and let originality come when it's time for it to come okay you can't force it out of people all right don't expect all these fantasy dramas to be as successful as goblin it's not the genre itself it was the show the show goblin was great and there will never be another goblin so stop trying to make another goblin like this show my roommate is a kumiho it's a weird show it's not my favorite i thought it was like really fucking bizarre but you know it helps it helps to see actors I love, like Hedy and Chang Kyung. Also, Hedy has not had a very good track record ever since Reply 1988. I feel like every drama she's done since Reply 1988 just was terrible. It sucked. I feel like she can't break out of that role as Son Sun. It's It's a tragedy, truly. But who knows? Maybe, you know, one day something will happen and she'll hit her stride. Speaking of originality, my guest today is a dear old friend named Catherine Min, also known as Cat Min. She is the author of the book Shy Willow, which came out last year. Her new book, Little Toymaker, is coming out tomorrow, November 1st. So please order this book. You can pre-order it on Amazon. You can go and pre-order it at your local bookstore, whatever it is you need to do. It's a beautiful book, The Little Toymaker. Please order it. It is coming out tomorrow, November 1st. And she is already working on her third book, which is set to come out spring of 2024. And that is the same time when my book, K-Drama School, will be hitting shelves. So that should be fun, okay? If you have not checked out her work yet, please do. You could find a lot more info on catmen.com. Catherine and I go way back. We've known each other since we were teenagers. We have traveled together. We went to Las Vegas together. We went to uh, Hong Kong together. That was fun, going to Hong Kong. I remember like eating like these amazing crabs with her and 
also going to a hotel and her like dad bought us drinks and that was fun and yeah like Catherine's great um i've known her for many years we worked on a film together in 2009 uh billow which played at a film festival the Cantor film festival i believe and she and i collaborated numerous other times for instance the artwork on k-drama school podcast is it was illustrated by Catherine. yeah and the art cover on my book delhi ideology my novel that was drawn by Catherine. yes and Catherine and i are currently co-directing a hybrid experimental documentary film together she is somebody i love to collaborate with okay she is an immensely talented individual she's a very generous and loving individual she is highly creative she is very sensitive and she is very original Thank you for inviting me. Oh, <laughs> I just took a shower, so it's like a little wet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. You look pretty. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, uh, what was it? I it's a little hectic right now because the published date was like kept moving. It was like mm -hmm. October fourth, and then got pushed pushed to November fifteenth, and now it's November first. So mm -hmm. it's like. It's like, okay, when I thought it was pushed to November 15th, I was like, oh, okay, so I have some time to like prepare. But now it's like November 1st, it's like, oh, okay. I'm like, I'm like doing all this stuff. <laughs> what do you have so, to prepare for? The pub, like, um, so the, there's or... a, um, they needed me to do like a, like make an activity sheet um, for, oh. you know, like for kids and like uh, all that stuff and like book trailers and all that stuff. <laughs> a book trailer? Yeah, yeah. Like not like a like a real like like trailer, but they said if I had something that was sort of um that could help promote the book a bit more, you know, the anything that I could do. And then um we had like a meeting and like discussed what I could do and stuff like that. So Wow. <laughs> so many of your skills are coming handy right now, you know? It's you know, it's it's um I I'm glad that it it is being used for this so yeah totally totally yeah, yeah. and you too <laughs> 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 yeah yeah Congratulations. you have a you already have a third book in the queue right it's it is like it was kind of like going back and forth and then um it became public only very recently and then like mm -hmm. my agent was actually the one who was like hey did you know it was like it's like on it's announced i want to start okay. with uh the first one okay shy willow i, yeah. I it's <laughs> such a it's such a beautiful book first of all uh Thank there are you. several things about it that i was like as i was looking at it i was like okay yeah, yeah i need to talk to you give me about this all right okay. so <laughs> You know, since I know I know you were trained in filmmaking, right, uh -huh. at NYU Tisch, because I know this about you and because I know how much you love cinema, right? When it came to pages like this, uh, and then pages like this, uh, yeah, yeah, I was like, this is why this is a perfect medium for Catherine, because yeah. you like to express without words, mm -hmm. if you can help mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Cuz sometimes <laughs> cuz sometimes words start shit, it starts drama and you're just yeah. like I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Well, you want me to be careful with my words? Fine. I won't say jack shit. 
<laughs> you just draw something. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. But look at this. <laughs> this is a moon and a bunny, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about how those words shaped you, man. It's like, mm -hmm. think about what you're about to say. Think about what you're about to say. And you're like, I mm -hmm. am so fucking tired of thinking. I'm not going to say mm -hmm. anything. I'm not going to yeah. use language. I'm just going to use pictures. And <laughs> it was like my, my favorite part of the book. I was like, oh, this is so cinematic, you know? Mm -hmm. And it reminds me of even like, you know, the earlier films like Lumiere Brothers mm -hmm. with like, mm -hmm. you know, they had the moon, right? And I'm like, oh, this, yeah. is, this is like film. So like yeah, mm -hmm. tell me about those those imageries. I yeah, like I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because I did want to use sort of like a sequence type, um, you know, like type of way of storytelling, um, and like uh, instead of using words, you know, to have, you know, just pictures to to show what's going on, um, and I think by doing that, you're kind of allowing the viewer, the reader to kind of like decide how they feel about that, you know, that scene or sequence or image. Um, so it's like, is Willow excited? Is she mm -hmm. scared? Is she, you know, you know, fearful, you know, what's going on? And you can kind of like, you could kind of like decide for yourself, you know, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, and I think I had most fun like doing these sort of like sequence type of images because yeah, it's like you're not really use like when you have words on the image, you kind of have to think about making sure the images match with what the text is telling you. Yeah. But like, if you just have the image, if you only have pictures on that page, you're kind of free to kind of like go with it and like yes. not really have to worry about what the words are saying, <laughs> you know. Um, so I think, yeah, that, that's I love the, that. There, there's something anchoring about words, right? You know, yes, but at yeah. the same time, I do see how words can be such a like such a beautiful way to like describe what's going on. You mm. know, um, it's it's like it's so different, like using pictures and like using only words. Like, yes, words can like really, really bring out that imagination in your own mind. Yeah. Um, but like pictures, it's like, this is how it looks, but what you get away from it is your freedom. So it's like, it's very kind of different, I think, um, yeah. ways of storytelling. That's a good um, point. Yeah, yeah, they do both uh, sketch out something. They are both yeah. ways of illustrating something. And, you know, yeah. I guess like people say this a little bit one-sidedly about both both mediums like with pictures they'll be like oh you know it's not really left to interpretation but mm -hmm. it is because you have this sequence and like you're like oh is Willow scared or is she excited and it's mm -hmm. like that's left to interpretation mm -hmm. and then with words they'll be like well you can sort of create your own picture in your mind based on these words yes mm -hmm. but the per the author is being precise with those words and mm -hmm. it's like if you're really attentive to how each word is being placed here it's gonna exact another image yes right so yeah 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 um i i like that assessment yeah. a lot yeah, yeah it's, it's fun <laughs> it's 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 when you like start dissecting how like 
a story is told it, it's like a it's, it's fun <laughs> to do that yeah yeah was it was it challenging at all to uh get this idea out or was it kind of like you were in the flow and sort of just kind of spilled out how was that for you yeah like I think when I first started with Shy Willow it was kind of um it was it was only with the character the like it always kind of starts with an image like for me it was like the rabbit in the mailbox and kind of like mm. okay so why is the rabbit in the mailbox and like what kind of rabbit like what kind of um character is she why is she there and like I think that's where it kind of like that's where the flow happens where it's like okay she's there because blah 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 and like what could what could possibly happen like mm-hmm. oh she gets a letter and then like kind of mm-hmm. like who puts that letter in there and it like kind of like goes 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 you understand this <laughs> um so that was I think with Shy Willow like I like just this image and this world that I was like kind of making around her was just a lot of fun for me and like because because it just there's no I don't have to explain like like this is a real rabbit and like how does she get in there she squeezes in there no like I I can just kind of skip all of that and it's like she just starts in this abandoned mailbox and like the reader just accepts that as the reality of this world um and that I think that's why I was able to just like kind of go with it and not really worry about the like um like having it making sense I guess you uh-huh. know um I know there was this one reviewer I forget where I saw it but it was like <laughs> she was like so angry I don't know why she was so angry but this <laughs> reviewer was like it's ridiculous I don't get it and like, <laughs> it's like it's untouching and like what blah, part blah, is blah. it ridiculous that the rabbit has a backpack and walks around and can see yeah. a moon or like everything about it is ridiculous you know what everything exactly <laughs> i mean everything about it doesn't make sense but it's like that's the world that she's in, in exactly world. it's a worlding it's the author's worlding i yeah. love what you say about like you're not going to worry about these little tiny steps you're letting mm-hmm. the bullshit fall aside and you're like <laughs> this is what I want. And it's just there because I say it's there. This mm-hmm. is my creation. This is my worlding, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're enacting choice, right? Mm-hmm. Enacting yeah. choice and making decisions and creating a realm where mm-hmm. you can express your joyous part of you, the most yeah. joyous part of you. Like the, the, the moon sequence, the one with no words, the, 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 it's like I could tell that this was your favorite part because I felt mm-hmm. the joy through it. I was like, mm-hmm. I could see her like having a lot of fun with this moment. Yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah, like this is like it's such a great, you know, these two pages yeah. are so lovely. Thank you. Also, I noticed like this is very your style, like this kind of nose. Oh yeah, <laughs> this teardrop nose. <laughs> teardrop nose. <laughs> that's that's very that's very yogurt yeah um i love this book i think it's so great let me ask you about the names why willow uh no no big reason it just stuck i think at that moment when i was you know making that story um i was just like willow is a nice name i will use the word willow (laughs) the name willow um yeah, it was just like on my mind for some okay. reason. Yeah, it just sounded nice. And actually, like the the title was only Willow. It wasn't even Shy Willow. It was just Willow. Oh. Um, but then when it got into like, yeah. But then um, 
and I didn't even really describe Willow as shy in the story. There's no nowhere. I don't think anywhere in the story it says she's a shy rabbit, right? No, it doesn't say it in literal terms. No, but yeah, it's very so obvious. It's so I didn't even like think that this that Willow is shy until the publisher was like, can like like why don't we change the title to Shy Willow so that we can kind of describe her more in the title and like give her the reader's hint of kind of yeah. what the story's about. And I was like, okay, like yeah, yeah. But for honestly, for me, it was like okay, she is shy, but she's not really shy because she does like something brave here. Um, oh. You know, I, I, but it's like, it, you know, it's like a publicity thing. It, it, uh, it's like a, you know, it's like a, it's a way a marketing to tool. promote the, yeah, marketing mm-hmm. tool. There you go. Um, and I get it. And, you know, um, I'm actually, I am happy that we changed it to Shy Willow, but it's like, um, you know, just from my point of view, it's kind of like, uh, she, she, just one part of her is shy, you know, she just lives in this mailbox. Um, maybe that part of her is shy, but then she's also, she's actually not that shy, you know? Yeah. Because the word shy can, can be very misleading, I think, sometimes, you know? It can be like, okay, a shy person, you think someone who doesn't talk or, like, doesn't, like, like shies away from doing anything brave or you know uh-huh. kind of uh-huh. and, um, I mean if you look at it in a very kind of like surface level like it's like it's a shy rabbit that does something brave and now she's brave and it's very like you know oh I see I but see it's like but like she's I feel like as as the person who's created Willow like for me it's like she she is already brave like she already has like yeah you know she already has that but it's like um it was just this moment this one part of her life that she has shown bravery but like she's always been kind of brave too before um yeah yeah oh <laughs> whatever <laughs> you you very much seem to identify with this character i think so yeah 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 I so yeah i i saw so many aspects of you in this rabbit well first of all you know 87 is year of the rabbit and um you know parts of me that indicated like oh yeah like i guess this is her introverted aspect Mm -hmm. is uh you talk about the heart thumping Mm -hmm. you know several a couple times in the book like Mm -hmm. when she's about to do something like her heart Mm -hmm. is thumping and it's like oh that's so interesting because a rabbit thumps its foot Mm-mm. but this is the heart thumping yeah. and i was like oh yeah this is something that like some introverted people or anxious people deal with like their heart races mm-hmm. you know it's a very mm-hmm. common thing and i was yeah. like oh this is actually great for it to be in a children's book to be like you know this is something that happens like, your heart thumping mm-hmm. your heart racing when you feel yeah. nervous about something or when you're anticipating something right mm-hmm. and that's why when you pointed to that imagery of the rabbit with the balloon going up like is she shy? I mean, is she scared or is she excited? Mm-hmm. Right? It's like sometimes it's both. Yeah. You know, yeah. like when you're about to do something that you're really afraid of, mm-hmm. it's usually the thing you should be doing. And mm-hmm. when you go ahead and you take that big step into doing it, your heart will be racing because, yeah, you're terrified, but you're also fucking excited. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you right. talked about adrenaline last time when we talked. It's like yeah. you when you think of it as like anxiety and fear, it's mm-hmm. it becomes it's that when you change that word to yeah. adrenaline. Yes. It becomes exciting. It becomes yeah. like this good thing. And like Exactly. I'm so glad that you had worded it as adrenaline and like that word has been like in my mind constantly since oh, really? that day. Yeah, because like whenever like I'm like about to do something that I'm like kind of like I, f- I already feel my heart kind of like racing from thinking yeah. about doing it. I'm like, yeah. okay, now this is adrenaline. This is a good thing. Like this is I'm excited for it. And when yeah. I kind of like change my the way I think about that, yeah, it, it becomes a good thing. And like I am, I, I am actually excited for it. You know, it's yeah, yeah, it becomes a good thing. Yeah. It's like so funny how like we end up morphing into the thing that we want to become as soon as we change our perspective about it, you know, mm-hmm. like I probably already told you this example, but like when my students were like, oh, I, I have this paper idea, but I don't know how. And I have uh, da, 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 all these excuses. I'm listening to them for like 30 minutes or whatever. And I'm like, did you start writing? And they're like, no. I was like, mm-hmm. well, that's why you feel like shit. <laughs> Just write, write one sentence. Let's write one sentence together. Okay. How do you feel? They feel so much better. All right. I was like, as long as you think about doing it, you're only going to feel fear. But once you start doing it, you're going to see that that fear is not fear. You're doing it. You're excited. You're really fucking psyched for this paper now. That's how everything goes, right? With everything. Like, same thing how I felt when I was doing this podcast. I'm going to be celebrating my 100th episode next month and yeah when I first started it I was like I was like on my floor in a fetal position at times because Mm -hmm. I was so afraid and once I started doing it I was like what the fuck was I afraid of this is not this is not a big deal at all Mm -hmm. it's not a big deal and yeah it's like you're talking about things that you're you you're interested in you're talking about things that you love and it's like you're talking with people that you you know that you like and it's like you're enjoying it's like but i know it's before you do it it's like you're so scared <laughs> yeah. it feels like this impossible mountain <laughs> god damn but yeah it's i i love how you put that you know it's just like oh let me just switch this to adrenaline you know because like yeah for me yeah, that you're was the one who told me that. stand up yeah. i did i did no it was but it was like in the context of stand up but i, I you're expanding it to more more of a universality and i like i love that you know you could you could apply that to anything um like yeah i i whenever i do stand up i feel that way and like now it's just habit i'm like Mm. this is just how i feel when i'm about to go up on stage i'm anticipating the crowd it's just how i feel Mm. but uh yeah i could probably apply that to beyond just the stage now but yeah Yeah. i love that and i i want to talk to you about your new book that's coming out so this this episode is going to drop on October 31st and your book is going to be out November 1st, right? Yeah, that's awesome. So it's perfect, yeah. Okay. Perfect timing. So uh your new book let's you have it with you? Can you hold it up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Why? I love it. It's so great. Uh I this is such a cute book i was like this is adorable i was like this is so cute it's like warming my heart even you know like just not to get too analytical but like this this has mostly like uh blue and 
like you know green tones and then this book is warmer you got like peaches and like orange and yellow mm. and red and just in terms of like uh i don't know i'm into chakras now but like you know color of chakras like like these colors like indigo blue purple they're like yeah. up here mm. crown you know third eye voice so it's very analytical very analytical but then with the uh, warmer colors like orange yellow red that's mm -hmm. below so mm -hmm. solar like here it, in the belly area is yellow and then in the like crotch area sacral that's orange mm -hmm. and oh. then at the spine is red and those are more how how would i say like in touch with the body, sensuality, okay. creativity, and money. <laughs> so ambition. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of creativity in those areas. And um, you have, you're definitely, I could tell that you're diving deeper and feeling mm -hmm. a little bit more bold and a little bit more you with this mm -hmm. book. That's, that's just a feeling I got. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I think um, with the second book, it definitely feels different from the first book because the first book everything is new everything is like a new experience and like yes every yeah so it's like everything is for the first time and like a lot of um now i'm gonna just say adrenaline <laughs> uh i i used to label it as fear but now i'm just gonna say adrenaline it's um there's a lot of excitement of doing something that i've been dreaming about doing and then like ha having it happen like doing it in the middle of it but with the second book it's the same but also sort of with more um i don't know if it's confidence i don't th i don't know if the right word is confidence but it's more um it's kind of like uh with more purpose i don't know how to say it like that's good purpose is good purpose yeah and like more um like it, the path looks clearer I think if that makes sense with shy More intention Willow, like yeah like to describe it in a visual way like shy Willow, it was like the road was kind of like a lot of grass and like leaves on the floor you're not really sure where the path mm. is but with this book it was just like it was just like a path and like clear, just clear go <laughs> you know mm -hmm. kind of um I think that's what it felt like with the second book yeah um, but still like still the path is clear but the still like what at the end of the path is always kind of like darkness so it's like or or light i don't know <laughs> uncertainty like, uncertainty yes not really knowing what's gonna be at the end of it but like it's like now it's like i know this is where i want to go um, the path is carved out already yeah exactly but like i don't really know what's at the end of it uh-huh it's like uncertainty. So you, know you want to be on that road yeah man Fuck yeah. yeah. Ooh, it's deep. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I, I I love the the opening, first of all. I was like, oh shit, like Catherine got diverse, huh? You know, like the opening pages, like you got the diversity of, you know, people, different skin tones, like, you know, like you have somebody wearing a hijab, you have like uh, uh, you have people of color in the opening yeah. page, you know? Yeah. And I was like, yeah this is new too like because i remember when you and i worked on that mikju and belgi thing with the whale and the little girl you remember she was a white girl she was yeah 
And do you remember when we made uh, Billow? Billow. And she was also a white girl. She was a white girl. Remember? And I was just like, oh, how interesting, you know, that she made these choices. Blonde hair, blue eyes. And Mm -hmm. then in this book, you have a boy that looks Asian. He's wearing a hanbok when he opens the door. I could see the hanbok inside. He's wearing a little chogori thing. I was like, oh. I was like, she's inserting Yukyung in there. Yeah. You know, I I think, um, so I've always, when I've made, like, characters before, I I think, like, the white girl, white girl with blonde hair. It's, uh, it's, I think, so when I analyze that why do i keep making these characters this way um when i was first starting off like going into this um and like i had this conversation with another artist and it was like it's because i grew up reading books with only this sort of representation and like this was like in my mind it's like this is the obvious main character yes Um, but it's like and like, you know, it felt so when I realized that, when I found, when that realization came, I was like, it was, it was kind of sad. Like, it was kind of like, why? Like, I'm not white. I'm not mm. a white girl with blonde hair. Why am I doing, like, why do I always draw my main characters this way? It's not even me, you know, it's not even part of me. Um, so when I began to like, when I realized that, you know, I tried to really, put myself in my work you know more um and I think also my agent and like the my my editor was kind of like encouraging that too like it's like where do you see yourself you know kind of like why don't you try to put more of yourself in your work and like I think that's why doing this was such a big thing for me too because um because you have to really look at yourself if, if you want to make a character that's based on yourself, you have to look at yourself, you know, and like kind of study yourself. Um, and by doing that, like a lot of like my own kind of, it was like therapy for me a little bit, you know, yeah. um, that's something else. Uh, what is it? So yeah, I, um, you know, decided to make the main character, this Korean, like Asian boy um, wearing tr- traditional Asian clothes. Um, and uh, I, I'm I'm happy I did that because yeah. it's something that I'm kind of fam- I'm actually familiar with it, you know. But it's like I haven't seen this type of thing in a children's book before. Right. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's like um, I know though. Like lately, in the past few years, more and more diverse books are coming out. You know, um, in 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 both picture books and also in like you know. Um, novels and you know fiction um non-fiction um there's more representation more diversity and you know it's great it's great that mm-hmm. we are in this time and place you know that we're in yeah. this moment where diversity is being encouraged and um it's being more and more accepted and look you know searched out for um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I was when I saw these little details because it's not like too in your face. It's very like mm-hmm. you. It's like I'm gonna put it in there, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it's yeah, gonna yeah. be there. But <laughs> I'm not gonna be 
too intense about it. You know, like <laughs> I'm not going to be obvious about it, uh, but it's there. Like uh, he's wearing yeah. a hanbok. You see, it's like in the, it's under the cloak, you know, it's like, <laughs> Yeah. Even even with the the candy can, you have like satan can, you know, written <laughs> like you have <laughs> Korean on it, and then on the last page of the book, you have the Hanok roof. Mm, I noticed that too, yeah. and I was yeah, just yeah. like, she's like putting it in there, and those those little details mean so much to somebody who recognizes them, you know. Yeah. Because I was like, I was excited, I was moved, you know, because mm-hmm. even like. This title, Willow. There's a a children's book like Wind in the Willow. Like it's like a children's. It's in a a lot of books. Willow is so prominent, you know. Uh, And it's like you're sort of um, reappropriating it or just recycling it and taking it and making it your own. Of course, you know, it's a rabbit, right? Mm -hmm. It's a rabbit. So like who diverse who cares but you know it's still you in a way it's like okay well i'm i'm tokiti you know it's like kind mm-hmm. of in there you know mm-hmm. um and then you have this this old lady in your new book in the toy maker and i'm looking at her mm-hmm. i'm like that looks like you <laughs> the funny thing about the old lady too initially i drew her as like this plump like old lady uh, like very plump lady you know, just like plump, like very kind of like a stereotypical old lady where it's like, you know, plump and like, very, you know, like, you know? like Mrs. Claus kind of type. Exactly, exactly. And then like, um, the art director was like, she sent me like all these like kind of like reference images um, of like other old people. And she was like, you know, old ladies don't have to look like this. And like, imagine if you were an old lady, she was telling me. Yeah. What do you want to look like when you're an old lady? Yeah. Do you want to look like this? And I was like, okay, okay. So that's why I kind of like really, really like redesigned the old lady, um, thinking using those reference images and then thinking, how do I want to like? What would I look like if I was an old lady? You know, um, yeah. So <laughs> it was like it was a very she looks big- just like you. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Funny thing is though, the <laughs> so it's you know the funny thing is though I like for me like I thought I knew it was more based on me than rather than these reference images like um so the art director sent me images of Joan Didion um she had passed away recently yes uh, but she had sent it to me before she passed away yes so it was like like you know this is also how an old lady could look like yes I, um, she was super thin. Yeah, yeah, very thin. And like, I actually read, like, because of that, I read her um, Year of Magical Thinking book. And it was so... Oh, I love that book. Yeah, yeah, it made me think so much about like, and like, you remember how I was, I I am still sort of like really into like time and stuff. And like, Mm -hmm. she mentions about a vortex constantly Mm -hmm. in that book. And like, I really, I kind of understood what she meant when she would see something or be somewhere and like she would go into this vortex that's like you know that's basically you're like flashing back you know um and i think it was like i think you see that vortex when you're really when you've lost something or like you're kind of like really missing something you know from the past Mm. um and 
we'll we'll talk about this later this is like kind of like not related to what we're but, but, about but, no book. but it is related to your book right it is it is because she 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 this kid this mm -hmm. this toy maker wizard person this child this being mm -hmm. is like oh i know exactly what to do with that thing mm -hmm. and she's like no this is all wrong and i remember yeah. one of the one of the parts before it before it went wrong before that big flower popped up the last thing that came out was a bee <laughs> <laughs> i was like yes yes of course <laughs> was that on purpose you know it was just like the it was a suggestion not a bee specifically but it was like um the, the art director was like before the flower pops up maybe like it could be a little hints of like other things that lead to the flower and i was like what could lead to the flower? <laughs> you know and she's like ah like when this flower comes out but i'm like no 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 if that bee came out with you young she would have been screaming her head off <laughs> so funny <laughs> And then, and then, and then he. There's this lovely moment. There's a pause, and then the kid mm -hmm. is like, "Let's have some tea and talk," you know. Mm -hmm. And it's like, "Fuck yeah, that's what we women want. We want to sit and talk and have some tea, so we could tell you what it is that we want." God yeah. damn it, yes, for fuck's sake, yes. I love the, I love the, the spread too. You have jasmine tea and you have mooncakes. Mm -hmm. You don't put out fucking english breakfast and biscuits or whatever the fuck no cookies none of that bullshit this is mooncakes jasmine tea let's make it fucking asian let's do it up all right i would have pushed it to like fucking singang cha and talk you know and a shot of soju if you want it you know but i i, I was like these are excellent details right and then, you know, you're talking about this vortex of time and where it takes you, okay, potentially, mm -hmm. sometimes flashbacks, especially if it's trauma related, it's fucking horrible, it's horrendous. Mm -hmm. But there are also times when something triggers a memory and it takes mm -hmm. us somewhere amazing, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what happens with this old lady. She's like, oh, yeah. this bag. I was like, oh, that's crazy too. Remember when you and I had lunch and I, mm -hmm. right before we were leaving, I pointed at your bag? Cause it was really beautiful. You had this like leather bag, and there was this beautiful clasp, like a metal oh, yeah, clasp yeah, on yeah. it. I was like, this yeah. is a gorgeous bag, you know. And it's like, oh, this this child being is being present mm -hmm. and noticing a detail about this person in front of him, and he's gonna ask questions about it or say a compliment, mm -hmm. and, and then that becomes be becomes this comfortable conversation right mm -hmm. that leads yeah. to this story yeah. yeah yeah i i i really wanted that kind of like that conversation like the moment where they sit down for tea and to talk i wanted that was like the important part of the story where it's like they sit down and get to know each other well the little toy maker gets to know the old lady more um so that he can kind of know like decide like to know what her what the toy that she wanted you know um and yeah now that you mention it it's like that candy tin it's like a vortex for her it has yes. become a toy of vortex um to that happy 
to a collection of her happy memories, you know, yes. all in that um, candy tin. And like, uh, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, it, it's funny because now that you mentioned it is, it is a vortex now. I just imagined it as like, you know, she just looks inside and she sees all of her memories, but it is like by doing that, she is, she is, you know, transporting herself to that, those memories, you know, and when she's looking at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, and, and even the way she looks at it, it's like a kaleidoscope, right? Yeah. Or like a microscope, but it's like, no, you're looking into your memory bank. Yeah. And yeah. this is your favorite object, mm -hmm. you know, that you had mm -hmm. when you were a child, but you're looking in and you're seeing this, all the loving moments that you've had, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. there was like yeah. so much love in that, that one frame, like when she's looking yeah. in and it's like all yeah. these happy memories, you know, yeah. um, yeah. I also loved the illustration of like the sea creatures, like the whale and like the scarf. I was like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. You know, like <laughs> I could see like, you know, because you and I are also making a film together, like the conversations yeah. that we've had sort of like, you know, Oh, it's like the inspirations there, kind of. Like, mm -hmm. I could see yeah, like little details. Yeah. I yeah. loved that, and I think my favorite because you have so many little little drawings like all over. Like that's my mm -hmm. favorite thing about all of your work is, mm -hmm. you know, you're like a maximalist in a way. You're mm -hmm. like a you're like a quiet maximalist. You know, <laughs> quiet maximalist. Yo, you're a quiet maximalist because it's like not that obvious. You're very insidious mm -hmm. about how maximalist you are, but you have so many, like, you you cram it in with, mm -hmm. it's like, this is a toy where all the toys, man, I'm going to put it all in, but they're all, like, all kind of on the edge. Oh, <laughs> 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 like, this is, like, so, like, her. But my favorite part was uh, in the very, very last page, like, with the credits and all that, mm -hmm. um, you have a little turtle talking into the cup phone. Yeah. And, and there's nobody on the other end, but there's, like, speech words <laughs> coming out. <laughs> It's my favorite part. That was my favorite imagery. I'm like, this is so cute. Um, what else did I have to say about it? Oh, and the other part that I thought was like amazing is, um, you know, when the old lady, like when the kid is doing all these things and then mm -hmm. the old lady says, I guess I don't know exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything to say about that line? Yeah. It's like, I, I think that's what, a lot of us feel um it's like we know it's like so we go to you know it, it's like we want something but it's like we don't really know what it is that we want and you're kind of like searching for that answer um by going like this old lady goes to this little toy maker for help basically yeah um, to find that what she wants yes um, they're, you know, they're working on it together. You know, it's not just him on his own making it for her. She has to talk to him to, for him to find out what it is that she really wants. And like, he sees it like when, as he talks to her and she tells her about her happy memories and like, kind of like those memories kind of like swirl on the, you know, yeah, around and like, maybe she doesn't see him if she, she does, I don't know. Um, and he like, brings that all into that Kennington. Um, yeah. I think that's how we all are, I think. You know, sometimes we want something, but it's like sometimes we need the help of others to find out what that really is. Um, 
through dialogue yeah Dia- through dialogue yeah through conversation and mooncakes and jasmine tea yes yes <laughs> yes and it's like it's not like this is what i want like it's not she doesn't she never says this is what i want like this she doesn't specify what it is she talks about her past she talks about her memory she talks Uh about how she got her bag how she got the scarf and like yeah through that conversation this the the this is what the little toy maker sees and meets it for her at the end yeah so so i think that was the point i think Uh, if there is a point of the story the point was you know having dialogue having conversation having communication whether it's even without words just this exactly you know interaction or whatever that's how you reach the answer that's how you reach where you want to go you know it's like you come to a realization at the end of that conversation or mm-hmm. whatever um <laughs> like just being yeah. being attentive yeah in the moment yes you know like yes. again like he's like oh, that's a lovely bag. You know, mm-hmm. I like that bag. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's not even about like, I, I love how you put it that way. It's like she never says what it is that she wants. Mm-hmm. She just talks and then this boy can feel out where she's vibing high. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's having a pleasant experience right now when she's talking about this. She mm-hmm. is she is expressing love when she's talking about this and it's as if the boy can see those vibrations and the shapes and sounds of those things and he can turn it into something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I'm like all about like that shit right now like vibrations and waves and blah 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 like chakras mm-hmm. aura. I'm into that stuff right now, but I have a good friend named Sam. He used to be a physicist, so he was getting oh. his PhD in physics. And we were shooting pool. And, you know, since he's science and I'm more like into like the hippie woohoo shit, I mm-hmm. asked him, I was like, what is your theory on vibrations and waves? And he mm-hmm. was like, in physics, one of the quintessential books we have to read is called Vibration and Waves. And he was like, everything, everything is vibration. Mm-hmm. Everything is waves. Mm-hmm. When we go into a room we can sense something can't put it into words we only know it by feeling Mm -hmm. this kid and this old lady they're having a conversation there's feeling erupting in the room and that's Mm -hmm. what this kid is seeing and that's what you drew in visually Mm -hmm. the most warm lovely things there's a one other detail i loved uh you know when he's like working and then you have the sound effects like tinkle ting swoosh Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the end, you have like shh that part. I was like, "That's so her." Like that's something... <laughs> <laughs> that's so. I was like, "That is so her," you know, because like, you when we're when we're talking, like a lot of the, you add in sound effects, like your own um... personal sound effects, and I was like, you know, and that's why I, I was like, with this second book, you know, you were like, maybe confidence is not quite the word. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe it's not confidence, but it is more boldly you you know it's like you allowed yourself to be a little bit more you and you had a lot of help with that like it sounds like you have an an amazing team like your art director's suggestions yeah bravo you know the way that they directed you is bravo because they were like Mm -hmm. what would you look like if you're an old lady you know Mm -hmm. rather than 
us falling back on the stereotypical default of what we've seen in media all of our lives. Mm -hmm. She's like, make something that is you, mm -hmm. you know, and what your agent and your publisher says, like, what do you want to see? You know, mm -hmm. those are such amazing suggestions. And it's funny, but we need it. Like, mm -hmm. I, I understand the feeling like it's like when we're creating something, it's like we're kind of drifting through darkness and it's like, mm -hmm. oh, but what if this is wrong? What if this offends? What if this mm -hmm. is stupid? What if this fails? What if this is bullshit? What if, what if, what if, what if? But it's like, we know what it is that we want. We do. Yeah. Yeah. We want, we want to put me in there. I want yeah. to put me in there as much as possible, but yeah. I'm so sorry for putting me in there. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm fucking sorry. How dare I? How dare I put me in there? How dare <laughs> I? <laughs> right? That's yeah. the that's the torment that we go through when we're creating. Mm -hmm. But we have a team that's like, we want to see as much of you as possible. Right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're not being extreme about it, not yet, but it's boldly present in the book. Mm -hmm. I see it, mm -hmm. you know, the shh, you know, <laughs> the old lady looking like you. It's yeah. so, it's, I love, I love your second book. Yeah. Thank really you. congratulations on it. Thank you. Thank you. I, yeah. I, it's funny that you mentioned about that because remember you told me when you were working also on your draft and you were saying, um, I think the agent or the editor was telling you put more of you in, like a, yes. a suggestion was put you in it. And then like yes. that reminded me so much of what my art director told me. So that's why I was like, yes, that's the answer. Do you, you put yourself in there? I was like, yes. Because yes. <laughs> that was yeah. exactly what the suggestion that I got too. So it's like, and it feels good. You know, it feels good when you do that. You know, it, it feels, feels amazing. Good. It's yeah. like, you know, you were talking about how like, oh, why did I have a blonde hair, blue eyed character? you know, mm -hmm. in my earlier pieces. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, because of the media that I've seen. And then you were like, well, I got sad when that realization occurred to me. And it's mm -hmm. like that sadness, that mourning period is mm -hmm. a very significant process. But this moment when you're making your own book and you were like, mm -hmm. oh, it's therapeutic. Of course, it's healing. Mm -hmm. You're healing that wound that you were mourning mm -hmm. by making your own shit, by being like, this is what I wanted to see. And it wasn't there before. Mm -hmm. And it's hitting on so many levels. One, it's hitting on your own personal, spiritual, psychic level. Like, this is healing. On another level, it's like, well, this is contributing to the diversity that we need to embrace. Right. And on a, on a third level, it's hitting like, well, this never existed before. Right. This is new. It's pioneering. And that's what we need. That's what art is. Everything should be new, creative and yeah. original. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I'm having this conversation with you because I I feel like with the second book, um, well, with anything, actually, it's like when when you are done working on a project, you know, I don't think you're ever really consciously making decisions like with every step you take when while working on the project and then like you kind of like analyze it and you know take it apart after you're done with it so all these realizations and your kind of like um you know what your thoughts are on the book it's giving me so much insight on what i like what i was thinking while working on the book um so yeah this is good like I, I it's a good um this is a good conversation 
like I, it's giving me more um, boldness, not confidence, boldness, um, like you said, boldness to be me, you know, boldness to be ourselves um, for our next project. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. For your third book, which I'm yeah. stoked for. Because yeah. I, I read the small detail on just on what you posted on mm -hmm. your Instagram. And I was like, mm -hmm. this is groovy, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is what I'm talking about. I love it. I'm into it. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. You know, you're really great with uh, worlding, you know, creating mm -hmm. your own world with specific kinds of not rules, but just mm -hmm. how it how things are in that specific rule like world you're very good yeah. with that yeah. yeah thank you thank you i think your second book is i think your second book is going to be a massive success truly i'm really excited for it and um you know to wrap up just one other question why did you name the little boy theo in this book in the first book another just very um uh like very simple like Theo was a nice name, you know, there was nice no name. real, I do, but what after, but I, I was aware that it was the name of um, Van Gogh's brother's name. So, oh, yeah, Van Gogh's uh, brother's name is Theo. And like, I remember, I think I had told you before, but like Theo, uh, Van Gogh had written to Theo in a letter saying like, um, I am carefully taking care of myself by shutting myself away, oh. you know. So he had yeah. Van Gogh had written that letter to Theo. So I feel like just in my mind, I wasn't consciously making that decision, but I think in my mind it was like, and Theo was in my mind because it was like a letter. Okay, Theo, and then like it was not shutting me. So it was like it was all kind of like connected. Um, so yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> no, so the day I was reading your book, I would oh. like I was in a. I was in a, a high space, let's put it that way. Oh. Theo means God. I knew that afterwards, I found, yeah, yeah. In Latin, mm -hmm. it means God. That's why they say theology, right? Study of God. Mm -hmm. uh, and I mentioned how this has like, like crown chakra colors, like blue, mm -hmm. like, like purple is crown, blue is third eye or indigo mm -hmm. is third eye, blue is throat. Mm -hmm. But those colors are all associated with the divine. You know, mm -hmm. crown chakra is accessing the divine, third eye is accessing the divine, throat mm -hmm. is communicating mm -hmm. the divine. So I was like, oh, that's fucking fascinating. You know? That's crazy. <laughs> crazy, yeah. but not that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, you're you're very spiritually, you know, in tune, I think. Mm -hmm. That's what I get time and time again with you. And um, yeah, no, really, really beautiful second book, beautiful first book. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to your third book. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to your book, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, thank you.